0: Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> I'm telling that, shout to the Wu-Tang Clan, man. You dig what I'm talking about, man? Hey, man, say, man, you lookin' kinda gay, man. You know what I'm talking about, man? Hey, but on the serious side, man, it's your boy DJ Harmon, the motherfucker DJ without no motherfucker turty. But k babysitter don't wait a shot, Mr. Will, kill your motherfucking ass. Mister, mister, I think I need help. If you do, just turn the barrel towards your way, clap back and kill your motherfucking self, nigga. This is Hard Buddy Podcast, a.k.a. E U Bus Live On Podcast. You dig what I'm saying? (laughs) The reason why I start off with the Routine Clan, because, look, they legends. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. You dig? But they got this documentary coming out. I think it's on Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. You dig? And, uh... Reza, the leader of the Rutai clan, spoke up on some shit I really didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? I did not know once ODB, if you don't know who ODB is, Old oh, Dirty the Bastard, Old oh, Dirty the Bastard, I didn't know that ODB was once signed to Rockefeller. Rock Nation before. You know what I'm saying? Rockefeller was Rock Nation before it became Rock Nation, if you didn't know. So, Pete. Once ODB got out of jail. You know, ODB, he, he was in jail. God rest his soul. Once he got out of jail, right? He signed to Rockefeller. Surprise the fuck out of me. Like, I didn't even not. It don't even sound right, to be honest with you. ODB or Rockefeller, don't sound right. But, my nigga know f- from um, Everyday Struggle, he said he was right by 19 when ODB signed to Rockefeller. So, he was like, that he was able to see it firsthand exactly. Dog, you know how niggas be talking. But he basically said that, um, basically, what he said, this is just me paraphrasing. The other person that was riding for ODB was Dame Dash. You dig what I'm saying? He wasn't sure how Biggs felt about it. He knew for sure that Jay-Z wasn't fucking with him at all. You dig what I'm saying? Who's to say? It? Motherfucker probably did that out of respect for RZA? You know what I'm saying? Because he wu tang clan. It's just like me leaving the label that I went and going to go side to Monster Records. End quote. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't make sense. Like where do ODB fit in Rockefeller? Especially at the time that they was at. You know what I'm saying? I mean the time that they was at. So ODB was signing in Rockefeller. You probably didn't know, like I didn't know. I mean, presenting the chain and everything. You dig what I'm saying? But, he didn't get this same push that he got when he was with the Wu Tang Clan. And, I understand why, but it's the same it to my not So, when I was like that, if you can remember, all the head niggas. There was um like I said, all the head niggas that was over Rockefeller at that time was street niggas. You know what I'm saying? Real deal street niggas, like they got that shit out the butt. You dig drugs and everything. So when ODB came in, he said he had this manager, you dig what I'm saying? He got to be an intelligent guy because ODB, that was ODB manager, like I was saying. But they were saying that they didn't take his manager seriously because he was a white guy. Young white guy at that. You did know what I'm saying? And they were saying things like, they were saying things like, he didn't know what he was doing. What are they doing here? shit like that you dig what I'm saying and they also said that ODB when ODB came his whole demeanor changed if you know ODB you know ODB you know day the bastard was like the most craziest person out of the whole Wu-Tang Clan you know what I'm saying if I could, add, let me add this you know what I'm saying there? we can agree to disagree But at the same time, though, I feel as if ODB was fucking Kodak Black before Kodak Black. Look at the nigga Hell. The nigga Hell was off the train. Y'all can't even tell about nigga ODB Hell. But I'm talking about his demeanor, his attitude, his not giving a fuck syndrome. I mean, all of that remind me of Kodak Black. Now that I think of it, I'm just saying. Even they go to the food step office with his kids and he just he just sold I don't know how many records We're platinum and all that. We're still down at the food stamp office trying to get the food stamp for his kids Anyway Back to the top. Now they said they did not believe in his manager. That's one thing That's one thing But you signed this artist. You dig know what I'm saying? You signed this artist Regardless about what the fuck his manager doing or how young his manager is or regardless about the skin tone. You think what I'm saying? You see something in this artist. I don't give a fuck who signed the bigs, Dame. I know what Jay. You know what I mean? Jay don't give one fuck. Anyway, whoever signed this young man, they seen the young man potential, and I really think it was Dame Dash. You got to remember though He's young man just got out of jail. You did? So his his mentality, his mind and shit probably still was focused on you know what I'm saying? The penitentiary. ODB was outspoken. ODB was one of a kind. ODB did what the fuck ODB wanted to do. Who's to say what he signed the papers? All oh, that left. I'm just speaking from a fan standpoint that don't know what really went on between ODB. But Rizza, the, the only reason why I'm talking about this point is because Rizza said that, you know what I'm saying, he was very uncomfortable when it came to um, ODB situation with Rockefeller. You understand what I'm saying? And from what I heard on the documentary, what I heard on the documentary was that Rizzo expressed his feelings that he had when ODB was signed to the Rockefeller Nation. Marissa said that even looking at the videos from back in the day was sad man you know what I'm saying it was sad you did like I guess he felt how he felt but he said he was happy because he was seeing ODB and he was seeing all the energy that he broke every time that he performed, or every time, you know, even ODB was. ODB, say it. ODB, this just to me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got the right to their OP. ODB was more than just an artist, ODB was a lifestyle. Old Dirty it was a lifestyle. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, dirty bastard! You do what I'm saying? It was a lifestyle. So when he see that, it it brung some type of enlightenment to him because that's his brother. He see his brother do what he do best: performing and entertaining. All these other guys, but at the same time, though, he saw his brother in a situation that he didn't really wanna be in. You dig what I'm saying? So that's why he felt the way that he felt. You did, but. It surprised me because in the same sentence, he said that he felt bad, but at the same time you felt good. You did? about ODB's situation? I think I said it a few times throughout this pod. But rest in peace to my guy, O D Bastard ODB. You're a legend. I'm saying? You very miss, man. We miss you down here. But um I think it's Staten Island. I really don't know the street names, but they just gave, they just renamed a street after the Wu Tang Clan. That was the bad reason why I even did this part to let y'all know that Staten Island, they renamed a street after the Wu Tang Clan. You know what I'm saying? Some say it's, 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 it's overdue. Some say this shit should have been done. To be streets is like the motherfucking uh, 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 star on the Hollywood uh floor. You dig know what I'm saying? You get a star on the Hollywood street, man. You did something. Fuck the street. Nigga, fuck the Hollywood street. Nigga, fuck the star, nigga. They got a whole street of Stan Island Lane, after the clan. You did whole motherfucking street, Staten Island named Lane, after the clan, nigga. Wu Tang, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, son, say it. it is it, it, well overdue, but it's done. You did what I'm saying? But it's done. It's like a cake, man, you that had sin in the motherfucking oven. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say, take the cake out. Nah, I ain't done yet. Take the cake out, nah, I ain't done. Take the cake out, I know the cake done, nigga. Way well overdone. But it's done, you did. I mean, I, I guess they did it because, you know what I'm saying, the doc, the documentary coming out. You know what I'm saying? All of it's perfect time. And the promotion is a good promotion. But for hip-hop, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's something beautiful for hip-hop, man. Very beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Because it's showing us what we can do. Don't get me wrong. My brothers, and when I say my brothers, I'm talking about the Rutan clan. They're up in age. They're like my mother and father's age. You dig what I'm saying? And they been doing this shit since, like, what, 17, 18, 19 years old? Probably even before then. And they finally got the respect that they needed. Don't get me wrong. Throughout the whole uh, hip-hop industry, like, these niggas, we respect them because we know they goats. We know they goats from filming, you know what I'm saying, to music, to the everyday shit that they do for their hood, you know, so all the money that they gave back. Legendary tapes time after time legendary tapes time after time You dig they always bring their heat they always bring their fire So basically what I'm trying to tell y'all is what's this documentary dropping I know it's fucked up for me to not even know the fucking name but how many Rutan documentaries you can look up on fucking Showtime? Bitch, go on Showtime. Say one more time. Bitch, go on Showtime. If you could pre order the fucking documentary, pre order the documentary. Because it's going to be some legendary shit aside that the child don't even know about the Rutan clan, man. Download the doc. Watch it. Soak up that game, man. You did? Soak up that game. And you know what I'm saying. Y'all respect what y'all see. Alright, look. Mr. N the end of the Wu-Tang Clan. I want to add something else in there, right? <laughs> Do y'all know genius? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a genius. So y'all know me, but I want I to talk about it. Do y'all know genius? Like, genius is the motherfucking, uh... The motherfucking YouTube channel, genius... The network genius is black and yellow. I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, genius just sit down. Not sit down. Just sit down and did an interview with the one and only Chicago veteran. Historian. Fuck you talking about the reason why I say historian because this nigga is history out here. Everything nigga said, everything nigga do is history out here. Historian. My motherfucker got Twister And so Twister was sitting back writing all the younger guys you dig. That they, they, they spit their shit, spit their fire, you know said fast rapping motherfucker, you dig. And uh It was a couple of guys that I knew of some couple of guys that I did. Well a whole lot of people I did know of. But J I D to me he is one of the most talented young people out here signed the Dreamville Records, you dig? And to me, he is like one of the most talented young men I ever seen in my life. I ain't gonna lie to you. And um another guy that was on there was Slum God. You know what I'm saying? Ski Man's Slum God. I'm not really um sure who's the Slum God assigned to. But all in the same sentence, right? So twisted going through the motherfucking videos and shit, man. On GSC, I'm going check it out. And he was like... Man. The one that get his motherfucking... Uh, verification. <laughs> the one that get hit, The one he gave his props to. was J.I.D. He did with that fast with that fast spit shit he said that J.I.D. He said that J.I.D. He could learn something from J.I.D. and uh, Ski Mask just off of their flow because the way they deliver they did shit Certain things that they did, he never accomplished. You hear me? This the OG. Talk about the young nigga, man. He said that certain things that they accomplished, he didn't accomplish, and he can learn certain things with the flow. You dig what I'm saying? So I respected that, and then what I really respected because I was asking myself was. Is it true when a motherfucker get on that motherfucker uh, uh uh get in front of their motherfucker camera shit do they keep it 100 what i mean by that is this when the motherfucker get in front of their camera is everything that they say is true So twisted together, And he kept At on hundred Look I don't like This young man Right here His shirt too big I, I mean As soon as it Started off I knew I didn't like him That's a real Nigga shit So I know He was speaking From the heart But if y'all have Been Or never seen Fuster on genius, writing the up and coming challenge. forsters. go check this shit out, man. It's your boy DJ High Money, the motherfucker DJ without no motherfucking turntables. babies Beverly, don't way to shop, Mister. We'll kill your motherfucking ass, Mister, Mister. I think I need help. Just turn that baby towards your way, cop back. You know what to do. Then you must live on through you. Shout out to Money Management. Shout out to all my sponsors. Shout out to Sideline Apparel. Shout out to Sideline Apparel by Lady Crazy. Hippie Apparel. Money makes you look good. Money Management. Give a shout out to One J. Wings. You dig what I'm saying? Let me give a shout out to Drunk Unk. I own my sponsors. I appreciate everything that y'all do for me, man. I see my motherfucking numbers went up in France. <laughs> nigga, uh, wee-wee. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. <Talibu. laughs> uh, you did. Shout out to France. Shout out to Germany. Shout out to Sweden. Shout out to Hungary. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the United States of motherfucking America. You dead? Because all y'all making sure that a nigga eat out of here, man. And if y'all want me to shout out y'all motherfuckin' state, y'all motherfucking city, y'all motherfucking town, well, listen to my shit, man. Let me see the views go up, man. Sponsor your boy, man. Support your nigga. It's nothing, man. I promise, it's nothing. I think the highest is, what, $5.99 or some shit like that? The lowest is man, dollar, man. Give nigga dollar a month, man. Y'all do this shit to the people out there that hate it. Give your nigga dollar a month. Y'all give them motherfucking kid. Five, six, seven dollars out there in motherfucking Africa with the big stomachs, flies, and shit, fly and they wouldn't even get a lick of that money. Out there feeding them motherfucking African kids motherfucking food to you to get a motherfucking people in the wall. Man, stop motherfucking playing, man. Sponsor your nigga, man, because I'm finna make this shit count. You did? With your sponsorship, with your donation. I'm finna make this shit count, nigga. I'm finna be in your motherfuckin' city, your motherfuckin' state, right there in front of you, be in my motherfucking niggas, and we finna make this shit jump. But the only way a nigga do that, if y'all sponsor me, man. The only way a nigga do that, if y'all support a nigga, man. I'm gonna make it happen, man. If y'all wanna see Midnight, Hard Money, DJ Hard Money, the Go in your motherfuckin' city doing the live podcast, studio audience and everything. I need y'all support, man. I can't do it alone, man. Yep. If that's you picking the venue, if that's you putting the money down for the venue, nigga, you can put the money down for the venue. give me my little check that I'm trying to get, nigga, you get the dope. You dig mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You, know what I'm about? you put the money down for the venue, pay me my little check, and you get the dope. Then we finna pat that hoe out. Guaranteed. Your boy DJ Harman, like I said, man, wants my phone, man. I'm not to big by that goat, man.